Welcome to the Better Off Bonus Call of the Week. We're sponsored by Betterment, the largest online financial advisor. Now, remember, you've got two chances every single week to get on there. I would say most weeks in case I do blab on too long with a guest, which I sometimes do. Tuesdays, we do the Better Off Bonus Call of the Week. That's today's episode. But the longer show on Thursdays, we have a listener question of the week, and we'd love to hear from you. The easiest way to get on the air with us, just send an email, askjill at betteroffpodcast.com. Askjill at betteroffpodcast.com. That is what Michelle did. Michelle, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks, Jill. What can I do for you? Well, um, my dilemma is this. My husband and I are going to retire in a few years. We're thinking around four years from now, and um, we have been thinking maybe we need some help trying to figure out exactly how to manage our money and what's the best way of getting money out of certain accounts and the tax situation around what we uh, use when. Um, And so we've been interviewing some uh, financial advisors or they've approached us, some of them. Um, And my my, I like to do things myself a lot of times. I, I really like investments. I um, like researching and knowing more about it. That's why I listen to your podcast. And all these investors want to charge us, of course, because we're using their services. They're going to charge us a fee, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Um, however, it's going to be, you know, at least $10,000 a year, probably more. Hold on. Let me just go back up for one second. So, you're four years from retirement. Tell me, how much money have you saved in retirement assets, approximately? In in four hundred one k, we have about two and a half million. Okay, great. And how about non qualified or non retirement assets? I've got about uh, four hundred thousand in a, a Vanguard account that just has a lot of different uh, index funds Mm -hmm. in it. Mm -hmm. Um, We have money. My husband has gotten a lot of um, stock. So we've got a whole bunch of stock in his old company, about a half a million dollars. And that's that's vested and just straight up publicly traded stock. Yes, got it. And that's in an account. And then he's got other stuff coming. I love uh, that kind. In the, (laughs) I mean, that's why four years because four years from now he will be getting other stock from his new company. Okay. So so there's he's got probably one and a half million dollars in stock from old company and new company, either in our account or coming. Uh, and, and of course, it depends on the price. Exactly. The exactly. I was going to say. So how old yeah. are you guys? I'm 56 and he's 57. Okay. And, and we also, one more thing, we also yeah. have, I have about $400,000 in money markets. Just for safety, right? Well, just for safety, yeah, I'm thinking that's probably too much to have. In the I don't know. Market, I'm a, but... I am a wimp, Michelle. I am okay. I am way wimpier than most people would imagine, and I do know that you know when bad things happen, that extra right. money that everyone tells you is inefficient and stupid to keep in cash can feel pretty darn good. Okay. How how much do you think you guys need to live on? Let's you know put the clock ahead by four years. 
What do you think you need? We're pretty frugal in our day-to-day activities. Um, however, we do want to travel. Mm-hmm. So we were thinking we could live off of you know, $150,000, $160,000 a year. Okay. Besides Social Security, which won't be coming in for a while for you guys, Mm -hmm. any other income that you could count on potentially? Yeah, my husband has a small little pension, Mm -hmm. which he didn't even realize he had until a few years ago from a company he worked in in the 90s. I mean, it's only like $200 a month, so it's not a huge amount. It's your coffee money. So you'd have a good coffee habit, right? That's right. Uh, Okay, so... And I, I know that the million dollars that's coming in in stock, we can't count on it. Right. We can't count on that it's going to be worth a million. Is it possible that I could ask you to just give me like a guess? Like, what would you like if you could say worst case scenario? I think it'll be worth X. What do you think X would be? Should we assume that that's really worth zero right now, or should we assume that that has some value? Um, I think no. I think it has some value because. Um, both the companies are fairly stable mm-hmm. and strong. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think it has some value. Um, you want to mark yeah. it down by some amount? Do you want to mark it down by half? Do you want to say, like, worst case, it'll be worth the million that's coming in. Would probably, we'd probably get half of that. Yeah, the million is coming in. Yeah, go ahead. All right, let's just be boring. <laughs> Why not? conservative. Right? So, and you own your home? Um, we own, well, I, uh, we still owe, owe about $170,000 on the okay. mortgage. Okay, okay. Uh, and you want to stay in that home? Uh, probably not. Uh, we probably want to move okay. um, somewhere else. All right, I'm doing quick back-of-the-envelope calculation for you as mm-hmm. we speak. See, I'm, I'm hoping that you speak slower so I can type faster into my calculator. Oh, no, I'm just kidding. All right, <laughs> so I just ran quick calculation. I like to do a, I like to take a discounted value of stock that's expected because it's not in your account yet. So it is hard for me to say that's an absolute guarantee. In other words, it's not like a cash bonus that's been guaranteed and you just have to wait to earn it. So if I look at your total holdings, you've got about 4.3 million bucks. I'm sure you've got equity in your home because that's more than, right? And uh, if you look at your life, I, I guess that most people when they retire, what they always say is, oh, I... I presume I'll just downsize. And so don't presume that. Presume you're just going to use your equity in some other ways. Right. Um, so $4.3 million about, you can generate, on a, and you said you're conservative. So what I did was I looked at a withdrawal rate. I said, and I don't know what, you, you said you've played with some calculators. When I do the calculation, uh, that you can use a withdrawal rate of, you know, some investment places will say 4.5% a year and you'll be fine. You won't run out of money. But if you're conservative, that's not a great bet because that that will make you a little nutty. So Mm -hmm. what I would suggest is you use a 3% withdrawal rate, which is really super wimpy, and that will give you about 130 grand a year and you won't run out of money. And that kind of works pretty well for you guys. You said you need 160 and, you know, in the first few years, you won't, you know, before you get uh, Social Security, you'll need to spend down some of the already taxed money. But once you get Social Security, you're both going to get, you both worked your whole lives. You're probably going to be in great shape. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now I'm going to tell you that most people who call me and they're 56, 57 years old, I say, nah, you can't do it. I think you can do this. <laughs> this is great. So mm-hmm. um, this is not a pipe dream. This is real. So now the okay. question really is about 
whether you can do this yourself. And I think that, you know, I don't know what people have been quoting you in terms of charging, but, you know, fees can range for investment management services, you know, in your category. Like literally, you could go to a robo-advisor like our sponsor, Betterment, and you can pay as little as 0.25% a year, right? Mm -hmm. That's pretty great. Mm -hmm. But then you Mm -hmm. can go to a full-service, amazing CFP who also does a great amount of tax planning and customizes things and but it's going to cost you more and chances are with right. 4 million bucks it's going to cost you I don't know a half to maybe 75 basis points. So you're going to pay up right. for this, right? Right. So right. now the question becomes how much do you need that hand-holding personal service of a dedicated person whose office you want to actually enter on an annual basis and you know how comfortable you are with that because Mm -hmm. the asset allocation part is not going to be the hard part for you guys what is it that you think you need the most in the relationship with a cfp i think i need the taxes is what i i wonder about Mm -hmm. you know tax strategy around when to sell stock mm-hmm. versus when to pull it out, the money out of, you know, the 401k versus, you know, that's what I think I need the most help with. And so I'm wondering, do I really need a CFP or do I just need a really good CPA? You might have consider, this is kind of uh, wacky, but I can give it to you. There is one more certification that's not as popular that I want to just flag for you that's interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh, I... I actually like this credential. It's it's a CPA can get a credential called the PFS. So you're a CPA and you want to do financial planning and then you can get a certification that's called the CPA PFS, Personal Financial Specialist. And what this basically does is this is a CPA who specializes in personal financial planning. And these folks are... I mean, they are different because they come from a real CPA background, Mm -hmm. and that may be interesting to you. Any CFP worth his or her salt should be able to help you. But if if it's really a tax issue, this may be something you should consider. And uh, the way that you can find out about this designation is you can go on to the AICPA website. It's AICPA.org. And CPA. And if you need help, you know, offline, Mark will tell me where you live and I can find you somebody who does this. Okay. Again, as you said, you really want to do this yourself. I mean, I'm not hearing in your voice that you're stressed out about managing money. You've already accumulated a lot of money. This is all great news. What is really the interesting part of this is we have this stock. How would we time this? And, And you're not doing market timing. You're trying to you're really trying to arbitrage tax law. And you're saying, hey, is this a time where we should actually convert into a Roth when we retire? Should we not? How do we do this? Should we, you know, get some collars for options that are out there? Whatever it is. That is a different kind of a question. And I think it it may be interesting for you to kind of check this person out. I guess the, the bottom line for you, you're in great shape. I'm so happy for you. Because as I said, many people who call up in their 50s, late, you know, mid to late 50s, you're not going to get to 60 and retire the way you want. You guys are. Do you have kids, by the way? We do. We have do four. I have to worry about them? No, they, my last just graduated this month. There you go. That's, yeah. That is what I'm talking about. 
They're on their way. Mom and dad are going to travel. See you soon. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I think you're in good shape. I would check that yeah, out. I would you. check out that designation. And okay. if you need some help, uh, I'll, I'll follow up with you separately. And, and I'll, you know, maybe we can talk a little bit more about your situation. But I think I, I have an idea of what I think you need. Okay. All right. All Thank right. You so much, Jill. All right. You take care. Good luck. Okay, that's a wrap of our Better Off Bonus Question of the Week. If you've got a question, it's simple. Send us an email at askjill at betteroffpodcast.com. We'll arrange to get you on. And don't forget, in just a couple of days, there's a brand new episode of the Better Off Podcast sponsored by Betterment. Talk to you then. Betterment.